Jackie Joyner Kiersey joins us in you on Sports Byline USA, the two-time Olympic track and field champion and gold medalist in the heptathlon. She holds the world record in that event as well. Jackie, good evening. Nice to have you with us here on Sports Byline. Oh, thank you. You have a brand-new book out called A Kind of Grace. Jackie Joyner Kiersey, the autobiography of the world's greatest female athlete. And when I think of graceful people, I certainly, uh, certainly think of you. Is that the way you've tried to conduct your athletic career in a graceful way? Yes, uh, the title, Kind of Grace. Uh, when people see me on the athletic field, I'm very aggressive, very focused on what I'm trying to do. But I do feel that that's a beauty in not only what I do, what other female athletes are doing out there. And uh, it, there is an elegance. And uh, even with me doing different things, uh, I, I think and feel that I'm very graceful. And I wanted that to be shown in this book. Do you also believe that grace and success go hand in hand? Yes, uh, I, I believe that you should know how to win and lose alike. Uh, when I win a race, um, I'm overjoyed, I'm happy, I'm shaking hands. And when I lose a race, uh, it's not that I'm happy that I lost, but I, I am a gracious loser. And I do feel that if someone beat me, that I should congratulate that person and, and, and wish them well. But then I'll go back and work hard and try to get them the next time. I don't think there's anybody that is so synonymous with track and field, at least on the female side, as Jackie Joyner-Kiersey. Do you see yourself kind of as a role model for for women in track and field? I do feel that I am a role model, uh, be it for women in track, track and field or just for little girls in general, uh, that it's very important for me uh, to be a, a very positive person. Uh, I try to live my life in a positive way, and I try to uh, do it by example, and even if I'm delivering a message, that I try to make sure that message is very positive because I do know there are people out there that are listening to me, and 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 I would like to provide them with uh, good information or very positive information that hopefully can inspire them to want to be successful in life. Kind of interesting because you can not only talk it, you can walk it because you have been there. You grew up in poverty in East St. Louis. Can you talk a little bit about the early days of Jackie Jordan Kiersey as you wrote about him in the book? Yes, the early days of, you know, Jackie Joyner Kersey was, at that time, was Jackie Joyner. Uh, growing up in East St. Louis, living across the street from a liquor store, you know, seeing drive-by shootings or seeing a man get killed, uh, see a lot of violence, see a lot of uh, uh, people drunk. Uh, but seeing all of that and, and knowing that it existed in the community, uh, we also understood that the people that were doing it, they were never trying to encourage us to do things like that. They were always encouraging us, you know, to do the opposite of them, to go on and do something with our lives. And and that was kind of unique because there were a lot of kids in the community. And even with my family, uh, there was a lot of support. You know, my parents were very supportive in everything that we wanted to do. And uh, having that type of uh, background, but then also having... Uh, being able to see the things in the community all, I think, steered me away from wanting to get in things that I felt that was disrupt disruptive and things that could uh, eventually hurt me uh, later on in life. It's very interesting because, of course, you had to deal with asthma as a child, and that gave you a focus, that gave you a determination that I think a few people ever get in life. Scott Hamilton was with us, and, of course, Scott had to deal with early childhood disease and, and troubles as well. Can you talk about the commonality, maybe, that you and a Scott Hamilton or anybody that at least when they're a child has to deal with this, how it benefits them down the road? You know, actually, uh, for me, uh, I wasn't aware that 
I might have had symptoms as an asthmatic when I was earlier in my earlier years because that was just my normal way of breathing, I thought. And it wasn't until I went to school at UCLA that, you know, Bob Kersey at the time, he was just my coach, he kind of figured something else was going on and sent me to a, uh, a specialist. And they identified me with having exercise-induced asthma. And then five years later, it became just full-blown asthma. But the one thing that I could say that even in high school, we never knew why sometimes I would have a difficult time when the months would get cool. And, and even I remember my senior year, my state championship in track and field, I just really had a hard time with breathing. And we thought it was because uh, we had gone, because we had one state in basketball, and my uh, track season really didn't start to April, so it was really like I was playing catch-up, so we just thought that maybe I was winded from not really being in the best shape. And it really could have just been symptoms from being an asthmatic. And I think for us, uh, even for myself or even someone like Scott Hamilton, is that we're so determined and we're so focused on what we're trying to do, and we try not to let uh, our disabilities or, or things that uh, the things that people might on the outside that might be really, really too tough to handle, let it uh, let us succumb to it and let it get the best of us. We still focus on what our dreams and aspirations are and try to make those dreams and aspirations become a reality and from working hard and believing that we still can do it regardless of what the obstacles are. Down in uh, Atlanta at the Olympics, your brother Al was with us and we had a, just a wonderful hour talking about the two of you all growing up and he said something that I still chuckle about today and that is he said, you know, when we were growing up, Jackie and myself, mom and dad didn't have to worry about us breaking the law because we weren't afraid of the police. We were more afraid of mom and dad. <laughs> right. And that was so true because Al, uh, Al, was, uh, Al has grown into a lovely young man. Uh, when he was younger, Al used to get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> and, and my mom would always be concerned about Al because, I mean, he was the oldest boy. He was her only boy, and but he got away with a lot more, whereas I was the oldest girl, and I had to take on a lot of responsibility, a lot of things. I couldn't get away with. My mom was so hard on me, and I thought, Al just got away with anything, <laughs> and it kind of made me mad. But, uh, but I think in the long run... Uh, it paid off for both of us because when we lost our mom, we we knew, you know, what her goals were for us and what our own goals were, and how strong our bond was as, as a family. Uh, I think really helped us to get through, you know, tough times or de- dealing with difficult times because we knew uh, what was expected of us, the things that we could not do, and we would never want to do anything that would embarrass my parents or embarrass our family. One of the observations, Jackie, that I've had of you in your career is the fact that because you went through so much as a child with the upbringing where you did, with the asthma that you did, with Mary dying, your mom at the age of 37 when you were just a freshman in college and you kind of taking over that role in the family, that that probably gave you a toughness that helped you, especially in an event like the heptathlon. Am I correct in that observation? Yes. Uh, you know, I want to believe that. And and now that you put it into those terms, I, I really believe so because as you're growing, I mean, for me, time just passes by so quickly. And when you lose your mom, you're at a time where you, time doesn't stop. You have to move on. You have to learn to deal with uh, decisions, split decision within a tenth of a second. And everything when it comes to track and field is a, either a tenth of a second or half an inch. It makes a difference between winning and losing. So the focus 
and the mindset, you, you really have to know what you're trying to do. And I think losing my mom at an early age and becoming from a little girl to all of a sudden just becoming a woman, you know, it was really like I had no time to think about it. I had to act upon it right then and there, <laughs> you know, or life was going to pass me by. Right. It was a real toughness about you because of those experiences, I assumed. Yes. Uh, I want to believe. I, I believe so. I had to be tough and mentally tough. Physically, I'm gifted as an athlete, but physically, you know, dealing with uh, the death of your mom, but then also trying to take care of, you know, the rest of the family. But how much mentally and emotionally and spiritually had to really be strong there. And I think having those traits, I think, makes a difference in me being a winner and a loser. Because when it came to Atlanta, it came down to the emotion, the mental, the spiritual that really prevailed me to go on and win that bronze medal. That's very interesting. You should point that out because that, that was exactly what I was alluding to. I thought that you probably reflected back during the Atlanta experience where you were not 100% healthy and you said to my, you said to yourself, hey, I've been here before. I know the toughness it takes to get on with life. I've got to show the same type of toughness in my competitive life. Right. And, and that's exactly, you know, that's exactly how it was. Uh, I'm, at, I'm, on the, I'm at the top of the runway. I'm getting ready to take my last jump. And, and in my heart, I was really going for the gold medal. And I think because I was going for the gold, I was able to pull off the bronze. If I had been thinking about the bronze, I probably would have came away fourth or fifth place. So it was, I think, having that toughness and that mental toughness and, you know, and that spirit and, and just believing, you know, it could still be done, uh, I think made a difference for me in Atlanta. Hold on just a second, Jackie. A quick break here. We're going to continue the name of the book, and I suggest that you pick it up. It's out from Warner Brooks right now. A Kind of Grace, Jackie Jordan-Kiersey. We'll take a break. Come back.